Blog Talk Radio. backyard and uh, all kinds of funness, but uh, uh, we made it through. The cats, the how good. they do? Um, the cats have actually started to become a, a little more indoors. I, I hope <laughs> it, it keeps going. I hope the trend continues. Excellent. So we'll be back with you in just a couple minutes. I gotta bring on the other sexy warlocks that's joining me tonight from the hills of Hollywood to Little Hollywood to the North Georgian Hills and Blood Mountain and Cocaine Bears. Please welcome to the show the Dirty Southern Sorcerer, Nathan. Now, Nathan Hamilton, how you doing? Welcome back to Sexy Witches. 
Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between. It's a pleasure to be here, and I'd like to wish all of you a very happy Valentine's Day and remind you all that it's okay if you don't have someone to hold tonight because at least you're holding your own. Uh, really? Really? Absolutely. Really? Mention today is also Wednesday. Yeah, happy ass Wednesday to all your Evil Dead fans out Wednesday. there. So, um, and for other people that aren't into Evil Dead, well, you know, happy ash Wednesday as well. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's a very busy day out there. Also, uh, hearts go out to uh, my girl Jill Gavagarzian. Uh, she lives Six. in uh, the director. Well, this is really sad. She's a director of The Stylist, uh, which I helped associate produce a couple of years back. Um, she's a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan, uh, and uh, they just had one, uh, uh, someone open fire at the end of the parade today, um, killing one, injuring 10 to 15 people. Last report. It was two people this time. Open fire. Huh? I'm sorry? Six people shot. Jesus. Six people? So what the fuck? For 26 um, people but, shot. But Jill, that's her city. That's her home. That's where Stylish was shot. And so uh, I, I feel for everyone. And Jill, I'm thinking of you right now. I hope you're all right. So, um, but anyway, let's let's talk about something happier because I'm so sick of having to report on, on mass shootings. It's ridiculous. And now it's, you know, Super Bowl party. What the fuck? Anyway, um Valentine's Day. I actually don't like Valentine's Day. Um, this is a very sore couple of days for me. Um, it's a couple of anniversaries. One, it's the twenty, the second anniversary of my divorce, and it's also the fifteenth uh, anniversary of the passing of my mom. So it's kind of a shitty holiday for me. But that doesn't mean. We can't have fun with it, um, and I know there's a lot of people that do like it and have are happy and are celebrating. And I and I know that Aaron and you and and your girl Nat, you guys celebrate, and you guys are always so cute and adorably sick together. Like we love you guys. <laughs> so you guys are Valentines um, all the time. So that's that's the thing. Um, you know, we kind of look at it as we are kind of Valentines all the time. So we don't really need the Hallmark. And uh, for many years, server, anyone in the food service industry knows Valentine's Day is amateur night. <laughs> it, it's not pretty. It's people. I, I once had a, a young gentleman literally order the fillet mignon. It's people who, you know, God bless them, uh, just aren't all that familiar with the customs of fine dining and or so uh, I'm kind of with you. It's it's not the greatest holiday, but uh, the world loves a lover, right? So let's go with that. Yeah, we'll talk about things to do around Valentine's Day. And I realized that I was like, what traditions do I do? And I was like, one of them, of course, is Joe Bob. And we'll have to talk about he had his first show this week, last week. So, you know, there's a lot of things that I do for I do celebrate around Valentine's Day. And I even got a present this year. Thank you. So, you know, and now I don't usually 
want a present for Valentine's Day because it's sad. But there's still, like I said, there's a lot of good things, too. And one of the things about knowing Nathan Hamilton is, is his birthday is February 2nd. So often, instead of, like, celebrating Valentine's Day, we either do something grandiose for his birthday, which last year we were in Mardi Gras, which was awesome. And then uh, we went to the crew of Chewbacca's parade. It was absolutely so much fun. Um, this year, um, we went to see Hamilton um, at the Fox Theater, which is this amazing, like, Moorish designed theater. It looks like there's, like, Persian rugs everywhere. And it's just it's most spectacular theater. Aaron, Google the interior of the Fox Theater. You'll be blown away. It's really pretty. The second thing I've saw, seen there, I saw Wicked there this last summer, uh, but uh, went to see Hamilton again. And I'm going to actually give the mic to Nathan on this because, Aaron, you and I, we know that friggin' musical back and forth, right? Pretty much. Aaron, Mister, are you there? Can you hear me? I think he's looking up the fox. Hello. I keep I keep hearing you coming in and out. Hello. 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 What's going on? Hello. Can Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Should I call back? Oh, good. Okay. I was saying yes. <laughs> definitely. You know that that musical. Well, oh, I don't know why you didn't hear me, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. We We both. You know. We're big. We're musical. Big Lin Manuel. Yeah. We're We're big like Broadway show kids. We both know a lot yeah. of musicals that are in our brain. Well, Nathan went with me to see this thing at the Fox Theater in Atlanta, and he walked in completely cold, which is something mm-hmm. I definitely did not do the first time I walked in. Huh. I already knew the entire score from beginning to end. So I'm going to let him take the mic because I want to see someone that had no idea other than he knew it was about Alexander Hamilton. What do you feel about it? So, Nathan, the floor's yours. Okay, sure. Um, as uh, the Hamilton mentioned, I went in completely cold. I had knew nothing about Hamilton except that it was highly regarded and had been awarded all kind, you know, and it was a big hit. So I knew, you know, everyone likes it. Must be something to it, but I didn't had never seen it. And the misconception that I dislike musicals has been perpetuated here and there, but I don't dislike musicals. I like musical theater. I have participated in musical theater. I just don't like musical movies, but man, this, the production they put on was fantastic. The guy they had playing Alexander Hamilton, I cannot remember the actor's name at the moment, but that dude, he was an incredible voice incredible like he filled the entire room with his presence that is how you command a stage like that he was outstanding and the actual staging of it impressed the hell out of me um i think the best voice in the cast of anyone was uh i cannot remember the actor's name either but the guy who played aaron burr well oh my god that dude can sing and of course the every time they said aaron burr my mind just immediately flashed back to got milk commercial <laughs> Sean Whalen. But that's just me. Sean. But, yeah, What's up, but Sean? I mean it was cool. They like I I love the music. It knew it knew when to rap and when to sing. Very so to where neither of them were out of balance. Like they the way the vocals were delivered 
varied throughout the thing, and it worked out perfectly. And it was fun picking out, like, little homages to mainly New York hip-hop, but just classic hip-hop throughout. Um, let me think. Oh, okay. The staging, what it, one of the things that impressed me the absolute most was they had the stage had two, three, three separate turntables on it where you would have a the stage wasn't moving but then there was a circle that was then there was a circle inside that that was moving the opposite direction then there was a circle inside that that wasn't moving and what impressed me most of all possibly was the chorus because they would go dancing across the stage and like i just saw someone dance across six floors all of them moving in different ways at different speeds and no one fell like sometimes, that. sometimes they were carrying somebody. Sometimes they were carrying a chair or a gun. Yeah, it, <laughs> so. Dancing across, you know, moving a moving floor that is one foot away is moving a different way, and you have to switch and keep like the chorus who danced all across that just almost distracted me from the leads because I was just watching in amazement at the dexterity of these people, but. I was really impressed. That was a great performance. It's a great musical. Um, I, I want to watch it on uh, the filmed version because, unfortunately, the Fox, they had the vocals a little bit too low in the sound mix, so I missed yep. a few of the lyrics. But overall, loved it. Good on. Yeah. And from a person who knows that thing back and forth, um, the lead uh, Hamilton, uh, you know, Lynn Manuel Miranda is super, super charismatic, and but he has a composer's voice. He knows that. He he's the first to admit it. This guy looked like Lynn Manuel Miranda, but had the voice of Leslie Odom. He, it was it was kind of phenomenal. Ah. Like I, I was, and uh, yeah, everyone was solid. Uh, the the lady that played Angelica nailed her part uh, brilliantly. Uh, it was everything you would want in the state and it still holds up like it hasn't lost any of its energy and uh, that makes me so happy to see because there was this whole family that walked in this mom and she had like all these kids around her like there were like eight of them and I think they were like like most of them were family like cousins and stuff and I was so excited because they were all about you know six to eight like oh my god they're in for a treat I'm so excited (laughs) I was excited for them at one point at the very beginning of the music, if you listen, like, this is a very, like, you know, theater, right? It, you know, so people sit mm-hmm. on their hands, you know, oh, bravo, bravo kind of stuff, right? Okay, so the uh, opening number, when we got to the woe-ohs, very, un, you could hear it. It was really, really quiet. But all through, you could hear the entire audience singing. <laughs> it was really amazing uh, and awesome. But it, everyone was doing it very, very quietly. <laughs> so, but that's still because it's still cool. like a couple thousand people, right? You still can hear it. Uh, so I, I just it, that was kind of cool. So it, it was a good adventure, um, and I'm always do something. You know, I thought it, it was worth doing. I'm really glad I did it again. So, um, that's really it. That's our review. Go see Hamilton if you haven't seen it yet, because it's amazing. But if you can, there's also a, the the Disney Plus version. Actually, was remember I actually made it my during COVID my number one film of that huh? year. 
because it is sure. absolutely one of the best directed like live stage productions like camera work I have ever seen. It is not easy to get. And I kind of agree with Nathan that when it, even though I love them, like I can I can easily like Aaron, you and I have had hours conversations about musicals, movies and stuff. But there are but when yeah. they don't work, they don't work. Like like one that doesn't work for me at all is like the Umbrellas of Schomburg, which is uh, Jean Luc Godard. I don't like that movie. Oh. Um, <laughs> and it has Catherine Deneuve in it too, and I love her. And I don't like that movie. It just didn't work for me. But I love a lot of music. It work as a musical, but as a movie, it's really interesting. Uh, well, it's pretty. Like, but it's a musical. <laughs> but why do I have to turn the sound down to enjoy the film? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> anyway I'll, refra- I'll refrain from giving yeah. my thoughts about Jean-Luc Godard. <laughs> yeah, the the audio cut out there. Shit, because it's Valentine's. There you are. Day. <laughs> okay, uh, somebody's. I'm here. You went away for a while there. What did I? How far? Here, where, where, where was I? Everyone. Uh, right after. I think you were telling me I not to talk about Jean-Luc Godard. <laughs> Yeah, don't Nathan, talk about Nathan Jean-Luc said, Godard. I won't talk about Jean-Luc Godard, and that was the last thing said. Good, because, you know, <laughs> I, I don't really want, because I know how he feels, but what I was also saying is that <laughs> it's, it's, you know, they're date movies. New French New Wave is date movies, so I can't really say you don't watch them on Valentine's Day, because a lot of people actually do. Um, but Nathan, you can't say anything more about that. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> You say so. But I, so, I will just say, everybody, Hamilton, if, if you haven't seen it or you're on the fence about seeing it, it really is as good as everyone says it is. Go go check it out. Yeah, it really is. Right. And and if you don't understand how rap could work on the stage, just go in and figure it. Give it a shot. It, 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 there is something for everybody in Hamilton. Whether you're the old school traditional dance numbers, there's several of those to the straight-up battle raps of history uh, showdowns in Congress. I mean, it, it runs the gambit of awesome. So there, there some, were some people, There were some people in that cast that need to drop albums, like, soon. Like, well, the, uh, <laughs> the, one the original that cast, the, um, a lot of them did. The one that played so. the main, the, not the sister that married Hamilton, the other one. I'm Angelica. terrible with names. That's yes. Angelica. She, oh, yeah. She, I, I want, I will buy her album the day it comes out. She was amazing. Where was I? Okay, so that was what we did this February. Um, there, we have a lot of, um, a lot of things planned for the sexy witches. This, um, this is our final year. Um, but we have things lined up for a good old grand finale. Um, and um, one of them is coming up in uh, March fourth. And I'm not, we're gonna do a, a probably a preview show before we go. Because they're still developing the card, but we're going to go see Sting's last match in North Carolina. Um, Revolution. So that's something to look forward to. Um, and then we're also going to go to WrestleMania weekend. Cover that. That's a big deal. Like you know, like Aaron, you got to do some of that last year, but like it's our turn. We get WrestleMania. Right on. We're going to Philadelphia um. for two, two and a half days, and then we're going up to Niagara Falls. To see the total eclipse of the sun at a drive-in. Uh, at a drive-in, yes, we're going to the transit drive-in. They're having a, li- uh, a 
they're having they're right opening eyes. up their parking with uh, live bands and vendors and stuff. So oh, working right. on. So so that's all that all that stuff will be sh- episodes of this year's Sexy Witches. Of course, Aaron, I believe you are still going to San Diego Comic Con as usual. I am, and I'm. I think certainly uh, going to go to Gallifrey and the Doctor Who convention. Ooh! So there's going to be a Doctor. And see if tickets are still left, but if if possible, I'm going to do that. And um, since we last talked, I went to Creep IE, the the uh, horror convention in the Inland Empire, a signing uh, with David Dosmalchin and. Natalie and I took in uh, the preview of Shogun, a uh, D24 event at the El Capitan Theater. Oh, nice. So you are busy as usual. So that's <laughs> awesome. So all sorts of fun stuff. Um, are you going to do Midsummer this year? I'm trying to remember which one current uh, Comic-Con. I think that's the one that Midsummer Scream is the one that, that is. I'm... I'm really sad to say that because the dates overlap, I'm going to miss Midsummer this year. Oh no! Because after they they uh, decided not to do their their Christmas thing, oh, so no. I'm, I you know I'm yeah I, I missed out on the Christmas thing because well we all did, and I'm going to miss out on Midsummer Screen. Oh, I'll be down well, in San Diego. Well, I mean that's really foolish to put them competing against each other because they feed to each other. And I know a lot of people that actually do both shows because uh, they're usually a week or two apart. Um, but uh, but we'll still. I, and I know your loyalty lies with San Diego. I mean, I wouldn't expect you not to. But yes, if, yeah. if I had to choose between the two, uh, I've been going to um, since. Or don't I don't know that I would up for just about anything. Um, so, uh, but do you have anything else planned that, you know, you're probably going to do this year that you're going to report back on for us? Um, there's, there's plenty more conventions coming up. Uh, there's an LA comic con. There's, uh, uh, there's a collector's con with William Shatner that I'm hoping to get to. And then, um, there's a, a different horror con, Dina. And I really enjoy and going to that end of May, beginning of June. Cool. I, it's I, called Monster Palooza. It's yeah, great it fun. Monster Palooza. Monster Palooza is uh, very makeup centric. So uh, you, usually there's lots of awesome stuff to do there. You mentioned William Shatner there. I want to real quick raise a glass to Shatner. Because he was nominated for a Grammy this year, and he blew mm-hmm. off the Grammy ceremony to attend the Saturn Awards, which is dope as fuck. Hell yeah. yeah okay, <laughs> I, I definitely. Here's the ca- I, I toasted him with uh, coffee and Kahlua, which is my usual when I'm doing sexy wishes. And we've got WonderCon <laughs> coming up shortly. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> it is almost WonderCon season, isn't it? I, I almost forgot. It really, I mean, is it going to be busy this year? Is you, I mean, it's been, it was growing, growing, growing. I don't know if that, did it survive COVID? Um, 
do its own little mini thing like Comic-Con did with that, that weird half show in uh, post-Thanksgiving. Um, it's come back very nicely. Um, they've been selling out. I, I know they've been cresting it for sure. Yeah, WonderCon is typically 900-plus exhibitors and sees over 400,000 attendees. So Jeez. it's smaller than uh, the San Diego Comic-Con, but not by all that much. It's, it's a, a really big show. And with balkanizing as it has, with Disney going off and doing their own D23 uh, exhibits, uh, conventions, which I also intend, and then also Star Wars Celebration being a separate event. Uh, it's good to see that WonderCon continues. Uh, the WonderCon was in the Bay Area, was really uh, much more about comic books, comic strips, writers, artists, and for good or ill, however you feel about it, it, it kind of has become a, a mini San Diego Comic-Con uh, with premieres, uh, celebrities in attendance, all kinds of cool-ass merch. Yeah, it, it's cool. I, I'm glad. I, I always forget, because my mom used to go to WonderCon in San Francisco, because um, her author, fantasy author friends always had stuff going on. And I always think of it that way. So, you know, I don't even, I don't even put them in the same league. They're not the same type of con at all. So it, what it was then and what it is now. But um, I'm looking forward to hearing all that fun stuff from you, uh, as usual. And we'll always do full coverage of San Diego Comic-Con. We've done it every year on the Sexy Witches. Because it's San Diego Comic Con yeah. and we are nerds. Uh, so, hear us roar. Uh, so, anything else we need to talk about 2024? We should talk about movies. Uh, do we have any films we are looking forward to coming up in the near future? Um, I did, I do have a happy report that One Love got good reviews today and it came out for Valentine's Day, which is the Bob Marley biopic. And I was very pleased to hear it got good reviews. And I didn't know that like three of the Marley uh, family are producers on, on and consultants on this on this movie. So everyone says it's a little sappy, but pretty darn good. So that's uh, nice to hear. That'd be an awesome date movie. But there's a lot of big films coming out this year, especially in horror. Horror is going to have a, a big, huge year uh, for films. So, but um, let's start with something more mundane. Let's, Aaron, talk, tell us about the comic book movies you're looking forward to. Do those first. Um, yeah, this year that, that I'm looking forward to. Actually, the, the first thing I wanted to mention, the film forward to. What? It's called Late Night with the Devil. Late Night with the Devil. Night with the Devil. Uh, It's uh, described as a found footage supernatural horror film. Hmm. I actually got to talk to the star, Das Malchin, about it at his comic book signing. 
and he gave me the elevator pitch for it. He said, uh, it's kind of network. It's the exorcist. And I said, well, fuck yeah, I'm in. And if our listeners don't know who he is, he's Polka Dot Man in uh, Suicide Squad. And he's a hardcore, cool. hardcore horror geek. And he also shows up on Dragula. We learned that he's going to be once again um, uh, co-hosting with um, uh, Peaches Christ. Oh, for the Chainsaw Awards? The uh, day before yesterday, I think, they announced that they're going to be co-hosting yet again this year. Nice. Nice. That's good. Glad to hear that. So, good. So that's definitely stuff to look forward to. Um, let's see. Um, that, Can I throw another one out on the I, comic book front? Yeah, I don't know a lot of comic movies this year. All seem to be sequels. Well, first of all, we're, I'm sure we're all pretty psyched about X-Men 97. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, um, Aaron, have you seen the first part of the Justice League Crisis on Infinite Earths adaptation? Not. It's on my list to see. But I, I it, you, you, you guys saw it, right? Yeah, we saw it. And mm-hmm. it's pretty damn good. The first you can tell this is the first part because they're doing a lot of setup and a lot of world building, but parts two and three are supposed to come out this year. And I'm really looking forward to seeing the rest of that story. So they, I like, they're putting out all three parts in one year and yeah, on the comic book front, that probably is what I'm looking forward to most. Um, that already dropped or is that coming out Part one has Here. dropped. Part one has dropped. Parts two and three, they just have a, uh, a listed release date of twenty of twenty twenty four. So they're they're coming out this year. We just don't know when. My biggest movie that I'm I'm most looking forward to is uh, Pool Three, which we now know is not Deadpool Three, but rather uh, Deadpool and Wolverine. They're just they're just wearing it on their face, right? Here's Wolverine. He's in this. <laughs> That's it. That's what we want, right? I mean, yeah. I, mean, I love movie for. I love that they are just not even making any pretense. They're just leaning hard no. into. Please let this movie save the Marvel universe. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then if half of the stars they've been talking about through it's just going to be non-stop fucking uh cameos from everything and everyone you know again because they're leaning hard into the multiverse thing um i'm, I'm totally down with well i i'll go because hugh jackman as wolverine is always a sight to behold so uh, but that's really all it's going to hold most interest to me at this point and i even kind of thought some of the some of the Marvels movie was cute, but only some. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't very good. Uh, actually, weirdly bad. Anyway, um, but uh, the most of the films I think I'm looking forward to are going to be horror films this year. That's why I was holding off for a minute. But, um, there's a couple action pictures floating around that look like they were interesting. I heard Argyle actually bombed in the theater. But too bad. 
but you know, I'll probably catch it at some point. It, it looked all right. Uh, it's a what is it? A, it's the same guy as the Kingsman, right? So it, it's gonna be at least watchable. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of Kingsman either, uh, even though I do uh, appreciate the sequence in the church. That is really fucking good if you haven't seen it. Um, but uh, the one film that just stands out the most for me and is I'm really looking, and it's all the way at Christmas time. So we're probably going to end the sexy witches with Dracula. Um, and that's how we're going to leave this, leave this earth as talking about Dracula specifically, because Nosferatu will be, will have been dropped or about to drop on Christmas day, right when we end our season. Um, and uh, Robert Eggers, uh, is been hit and miss for me. I love I, I love the witch movie. I absolutely adore that film from beginning to end. It is really fucking good, especially the historical nerd in me loves that movie so much. Um, Lighthouse. Um, no, <laughs> not so much. Uh, I I I can't deal with that movie very much. I mean, there's some things about it that are great. Like, the cinematography was a well-deserved Oscar nomination. Matter of fact, rather surprising Oscar nomination. Uh, no, uh, that movie, no, I'm sorry, I can't do it. Um, but then he dropped, uh, what was the next film? It was Northman with uh, Alexander Skarsgård as a Viking. And I fucking love that. that movie. Fucking love that movie. It was so much fun. It made my top ten last year. Um, and so, you know, so he's two out of three for me. And now he's doing Nosferatu. I don't, I, I'm nervous and excited. No matter what, I know my butt's in the seat. One shot at where, um, I'm blanking on his name, but, but it looked just like something out of London after midnight. Yeah, I think he's going in the right direction with this one. Let's hope so. It looks like it's more of an adaptation of the Warner Herzog movies than it is the 1922 F. Murnau movie. At least that's what it looked like to me in some of the shots. That's not a bad thing because I absolutely adore the Warner Herzog version of Nosferatu. So I love that uh, Warner Herzog leaned in on the madness part of Dracula, which a lot of people always – I mean, the sex, the sex appeal was there. Believe me, Klaus Kinski, I don't know how he radiates through the – mask like that but he did he had sex appeal as a scary gross monster um but but that movie is more about the crazy and the pestilence and the things that come with dracula dracula is never alone there's rats there's you know there's fog there's madness he brings madness he brings plagues uh and it's the corrupt the around them and i really love that aspect of the movie uh you know so Big shoes to fill. He definitely has big shoes to fill. But I, if anybody can pull this off, I think Robert Eggers could do it. And I know Nathan disagrees with me completely because he hates every single Eggers movie. But, uh-huh. you know, but too bad. I'm still going to see it. <laughs> Whether he joins me or not, that's up to him. So I'll go see some of his movies that I don't really care about. Like, I don't really care about Furios, the new Furiosa movie, and I know he really wants to see it. So I'll go with I'm him. I'm dying to see Furiosa. I know Furiosa. you both are, I'm sure. Furiosa, um, not Furiosa. I'm really looking forward. 
uh, to Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Seeing uh, makes me think that, yeah, this is going to be a back to the, the first, but a nice kind of uh, the new cast. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the last one, so fingers crossed for that. What are you two thinking about uh, Joke, Joker being a musical? Gaga. I, I don't know what to think about that, honestly. I mean, I... I I was surprised I liked the first one. I am not a Joaquin Phoenix fan, and I was expecting to be annoyed the whole film and actually ended up coming out of it pleasantly surprised. I have no idea how this is going to go down. I don't this know if Lady go... Gaga Ga can act. Can she act? It's okay. I, I give her mm-hmm. for... Oh, yeah, she was in that Coven show. Uh, she was in American Horror Story. So I guess she can in, act. Uh, American Horror Story, and she was in the... Uh... Star is Born, or, I mean, or fourth one or fifth one, whatever I, it was. I don't deny her charisma and stage presence. I mean, she's got that in spades. But, uh, you know, um, I don't know. I, I I don't know how to feel about this. Like, like who's writing the music? Do we know? No. No? We don't know. We don't know who wrote the music. That would matter to me a lot, to be honest with you, if I would go see it. Now, am I to this day kicking myself for not going to see Spider-Man turn off the dark in Broadway when I had a chance? (laughs) Yes. No. Absolutely yes. I regret. I will regret that to the day I die that I did not go see that film, uh, that that Broadway show. Okay? So. Santos say that he was a, a writer or producer of that? Yeah, so I don't know. So it's Nathan. Are we going to go see the Joker movie? Well, of course we're going to see it. But the Joker jo- Joker's going to go one of two ways. Number one, they're going to try and go like <laughs> high art with it, and it's going to fall flat on its face. Or B, they are going to embrace embrace the batshit crazy of this movie, and it's going to be awesome. So it's going to be one of those two things. I don't know. That's how Joker. I, I, have... I see what you did there. Nice. I have no idea, like, how it's going to go, but I guess we're all going to consensus we'll probably end up at it. And you'll probably go to some special screening down in the in, along the boulevard or something cool, and you'll have to report back. So, ah, I'm fingers sure. crossed. I mean, it is Although DC I, after I, all. I did not like the first one. I loved the cinematography. I loved the soundtrack. Uh, there were one or two little pieces that looked like, wow, that was a really good acting exercise that they decided to film. <laughs> it was I told you I'm not a big fan of Joaquin Phoenix. I'm really not. I mean, he's oh, good. Yeah, I didn't miss with Joaquin Phoenix, but the, the whole thing was you cannibalized two really good films to make one less than mediocre film. If you really, really like Joker, Taxi Driver, uh, go watch... Um, the one with Robert De Niro. King of um, Comedy. King of Comedy. Go watch those two and then come back to me. Tell me, <laughs> oh, yeah, Joker's brilliant. If you can do that, then uh, I'm I'm probably going to get you some help. Okay. You need to talk to someone. We'll, we'll, we'll just say, we'll, we'll put that in the hopeful but not optimistic 
category. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'll walk in with an open mind. I will give it that. Um, so, uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know. But, all right, let's not think about that movie anymore. Is there anything else we can think about that's happier than that movie? I really happier don't or not so happier because we've got another you know Bad Boys movie coming out. And, oh, no, yeah, really? Rather, you know, one of, yeah, you can't be bad boys when you're in your 60s, dude. And for life. Anyway, um, I, that that last one they did was so horrible, I would happily chew my foot off to get out of the theater to not have to see anything bad boys ever again. Um, <laughs> we're We're getting a Twister sequel called, and I'm not making this up, Twisters. Yes, I and saw the trailer for it today for the first time. Help us. <laughs> We've got really fuck were they thinking Marvel movies coming out that that make you think, oh my God, are we really doing Morbin time again? Yes, we are. We've got Madam Webb and we've got Craven the Hunter. And uh, no. That Craven trailer looks awful. I want to believe, I want to keep an open mind, but it's Morbius all over again from, at, at this stage. Mm-hmm. Change my mind later. We'll see. Well, all right, good. So uh, let's see. You had a significant list, Nathan. Uh, do you want to read off some of yours? Yeah, we, we were talking earlier about how I kind of made a list of the stuff I'm looking forward to, and I was a little dismayed when I looked at it because of a lot of it is IP driven or sequel driven. And, you know, like uh, example, uh, Maxine. Really looking forward to Maxine, which I can't believe I'm saying that about a Ty West movie. Um, I am cautiously optimistic about Alien Romulus. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the new Silent Hill movie. Because uh, I I really love the the universe of Silent Hill. There's been some really good media and some really bad media come out of that universe, but the universe is cool on its own. Um, God, of course, Godzilla versus Kong, of course. Um, yeah, um, I'm super looking forward to Terrifier three. I know the Terrifier so flicks aren't yeah the Terrifier flicks aren't everyone's cup of tea, but they're definitely mine, and I I, I love Christmas horror too. So um, that'll probably also be part of our Christmas goodbye episode. Yep. Um, the only real one that's an original story I've seen that I'm really looking forward to, stop motion looks really intriguing from mm-hmm. the trailer. And I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of stop motion animation anyway. So using that as a catalyst for a horror movie, I think is awesome. So, honestly, there's a lot of movies that I'm looking forward to, but I'm almost more looking forward to the ones I haven't heard of yet. The ones that are going to come out of nowhere and impress me. Because if I look back at my top ten list from last year, seven of those I didn't know were coming out before the year started. So, I'm looking forward to the ones that are just going to come out of nowhere and blow me away. I'm looking forward to counting how many demon possession um, movies are coming out next this year, uh, especially the demon like in, in, like inseminating a nun and virgin birth babies. Uh-huh. There's three. There's actually three. One was from last year, but we only got it only came up streaming recently. It's called Deliver Us, 
and we actually saw that movie. Uh, and then there's also a movie called Immaculate. And then the Big Omen sequel comes out, um, which is a pre- I believe it's a prequel, right? Like how the baby, like how he was born. So you know, Demon Baby, none. That's going to be a very popular thing this year for some reason. See the trailer for Abigail. Yes, I have the ballerina. Little, uh, uh, ballerina, yeah. yeah. Uh, Made it looks uh, so- a- date plans to see that with friends it looks like fun and it, that would also be a good date movie if it was out on valentine's day um so it'd be a good date movie anyway uh, so uh we actually had speaking of dates uh the last two mondays we actually went to uh scream unseen which was a five dollar ticket to go see a unnamed uh movie a horror movie until you uh got there so the first one was what was it? Out of Darkness was that out the name of, of it? Yeah, yep. Out of Darkness. We saw that, and that's coming out pretty soon. And it's a very weird movie. It's a stone. It, it takes place in the Stone Age, but it has that kind of trapping <laughs> to the point that they're even using subtitles. Uh, and it's pretty authentic, you know, what they're doing. Um, and but it, when it comes down to it, it's a monster in the dark tale with a twist. It's really it's. It's almost as straightforward a monster in the dark tale as you get. Uh, so uh, it was not bad. I, it was okay. It's a little slow. Uh, but I do appreciate what the time and effort that went into making that movie. Uh, and then, like, Finished, last week, or is it? Oh, it's still done. Uh, cutting in. Okay. Oh, no. It's done, done. It, it comes out. Uh, matter of fact, in the second film was Lisa Frankenstein, which comes out this week. So, it came, it came out over the weekend. Yeah, so it's already out. We saw it right before it came out, uh, which is Diablo Cody, and I forget the name of the director right now. Uh, Diablo Cody wrote it, uh, and it's cute. I like. I actually agree with Nathan when he's called it a Tim Burton cover band. That's uh, <laughs> what it is. Uh, but it's someone that loves their heart and their sleeve, and it was cute. I think it would be like a really good date movie for like uh like my 14 year old daughter if you understand uh my evil genius if they wanted to take someone to see a movie that kind of thing um it's very colorful too so it was fun i liked it but i didn't love it i don't know nathan did you like the girl chick uh frankenstein movie it was all right i mean it 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 wasn't bad it's it obviously was it when i look at it i see I describe it a lot like a good country artist. I recognize talent, but it's not my cup of tea. So that's kind of how I felt about that one. Mm-hmm. Got a couple good laughs out of it, but a lot of it was you know, it just kind of fell flat for me. But like but anyway, you said, I can see that for like a generation behind us who isn't as burnout on Tim Burton as some of us maybe. Um, <laughs> I can see it becoming a one of those movies that ends up gathering a cult following over time. Yeah, I think it'll age well. Um, the the period stuff is actually pretty good, and um, I enjoyed the like I said, it's a very colorful movie. Um, it should be. It's called Lisa and Frankenstein. It better be colorful. Really good soundtrack. Uh, so, soundtrack was good. Yeah. So, 
look so go see those films if you haven't if they're when they're out uh, i think that i think out of darkness was they said in march um they're doing by the way Aaron, look look at your amcs near you because they're doing it again with action movies and what was the other genre there's another genre they're doing it the, ne- with. the next one coming up they have not said what the genre is all they said is that the movie's rated pg that's all so we you don't- know so we don't know what you – and I, I think it's fun. It's, it's a $5 ticket. You, you get a movie. You don't know what you're getting, but it's a $5 ticket on a Monday night. What else do you have better to do? It's awesome. So, it's cinema, cinema roulette. Yeah. Well, uh, so I know I, that they're back or they've it's already brought back um, uh, the f- first volume one or chapter one or whatever they're calling Dune uh, in anticipation of – uh, chapter two, part two, coming out uh, later this year, uh, and it's the the first uh, Denis Villeneuve, or however you pronounce his name's uh, Dune, uh, up on the huge ass IMAX screens. Yeah, that'll be fun. To go see that before uh, Dune two comes out. Did Did you see the first one already? Been holding out to see it on the big ass screen. Oh, see, I, see I have. I have Yo. seen it. Um, the Dune is a book that I know forward and backwards growing up. So I have a real kinship to it. Um, and I even to an extent appreciate the David Lynch movie uh, that kept getting longer and David longer Lynch. and longer in every cut. Isn't it David Lynch? Thing, but yeah. Yeah, but you know, it, there's. I actually saw it in the theaters at Grand Lake Theater in Oakland, the big movie palace there. I um, think I did too. But I was a little bored, um, you know. But but there's moments in it that are cool. But this movie actually is, you know, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it followed the book pretty well. And if you were fans of the earlier uh, earlier film, there was shout outs to that as well. Um, so uh, I I'm I'm not like over like well his best thing ever. But I loved it a lot. I love Josh Brolin and everything he does. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the second one. I absolutely want to go see it in the theaters. So I'm there. And I, I, I know where the IMAX is now. I saw Godzilla minus one there. So I'll go see Dune there. So at the, the Mall of Georgia. So huge mall, big theater. Uh- <laughs> so. I don't hear anybody. Hello? We can hear you. Oh, good. I hear you now. Aaron, can you hear me? We've been having Aaron, can technical... you hear me? Oh, my there God. You, you, almost, you almost blew out our hey. earphones there. I don't know what's up with the friggin' sound tonight. Sibilance. Can I just say this that I, I do kind of fear this year in cinema a little bit because I fear any year where multiple Shyamalans have movies coming out. That's <laughs> true. There are two. Yep. Uh, Shyamalan's daughter is having her feature film debut. It's a horror film, I believe. Uh, so, <laughs> it'll be, but you know what? Oh, I'm still, you know, yay. I'm going to give her a, cha- a chance. So, who knows? <laughs> we'll see. Um, we'll just hope the acorn fell falls too far from the tree. I mean, <laughs> she. I, I hope she get, gets his eye for composition, but learns to write like Kevin Smith. That's kind of how I think we can solve that problem. So <laughs> That's a weird combination. 
Well, I mean, I don't mean just that she writes like Kevin Smith. I mean, she's as good a writer as Kevin Smith is. So that would be cool. But I don't know. Um, I think I keep thinking there's like a big film that I keep where none of us are like coming remembering, and this is like dead air, and it's pissing me off. So let's see. I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah, I know what it is. Okay, so the first three films that came out this year were um, Mean Girls, the musical, which actually I still want to see. Um, I actually do want to see that one. Uh, I might wait for streaming, but um, I don't get Paramount Plus, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to see it or not. Uh, the Beekeeper with Jason Stratum, which is doing really well, by the way. He made a fuck ton of money. Um, and then, you know, and then the first, the first um, horror film of the year came out on the 5th of January, and I watched that yesterday, and that was Night Swim. Which Amityville Swimming Pool. Yeah, it's so funny because I was watching this movie and I'm like, dude, 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 and all of a sudden it struck me. I was like, oh my God, this is the exact of Amityville Horror, but with a swimming pool. And it really is, like, almost <laughs> beat for beat. I was like, dude, did you guys, like, like do they, did they constantly do that? Or are they uh, just crazy people, you know, and just blatantly ripped it off and not said anything? I don't know what it is, but it absolutely is Amityville swimming pool and i'm really surprised no one's actually made that movie yet they made amityville <laughs> everything else that's what Swear i'm serious yeah. think they have i think i've seen a poster oh really so we should look that up and see where if we are you <laughs> no i actually i i googled amityville swimming pool to see if it had been uh been made and it hasn't been made, but the first thing that came up was Dread Central's review of the movie, where they called it Amityville Swimming Pool. Amityville Swimming Pool. I, yeah, that's right. <laughs> they did. They did. It wasn't even all right. Like, we said that independently of that article, but they actually put it in print, so they win. Um, also, and it's out now, and we haven't seen it yet, but I'll probably have seen it by the time we come back to air ISS, the space movie that came out. Um, in January, so I and actually I thought it looked pretty cool, so I'm looking forward to that movie at some point in the near future. Uh, but um, anything else we need? To there's talk a few about space movies coming out this year. Yeah, I noticed with ISS, that. ISS. There's um, I can't remember the name. There's the one with uh, Adam Sandler trapped in space. There's the another one of an astronaut that comes back to Earth and is having flashbacks and visions and stuff. And I, I think it's interesting that there's a lot of space coming out right now. Cause I think that's coming out of they're They're not COVID movies, but they're like next generation COVID movies where they're not about the, you know, they're not made with two people in a small place because they have to be. It's because they're playing on the isolation and there's nothing more isolated than space, you know? So I, I think it's really interesting that that's becoming kind of a major motif that's being used. I think there's like four separate movies about space. And then there's also that Civil War movie, too. And I forget, someone famous is directing it, and I don't remember who it's about. Is it Alvarez. Is it Alvarez? Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's kind of like if the Purge goes into civil war or something. I'm not really sure, but but, yeah, yeah, well, you know, know, the purge is only going to last you so long. Civil war. There it is. Yeah. It's it's out. No, it's Alex Garland. Oh, I'm sorry. 
That's all right. Yeah, it's Alex Garland as A24. So Kirsten Dunst is also in that movie. (laughs) And Nick Offerman, who's one of my favorite comedians, actually. I really got a kind of get a kick out of it. I didn't realize he was in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, That's right. Alvarez is doing Alien Romulus. That's why he was on the brain there. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. That's what it is. So I was like, no, I didn't think that was right. But, um, uh, and we also have a Zack Snyder movie coming out this year, uh, Rebel Moon. I don't know what that is. Part two. Uh, part part two. one already what dropped. Is that? What is that? It's uh, I stole everything from Star Wars, and when I didn't steal from Star Wars, I stole from the Magnificent Seven. And when I didn't steal from the Magnificent <laughs> Seven, I stole from Seven Samurai. Well, everyone steals from Seven Samurai, to be fair. So he stole from sure. Star Wars and all the stuff that Star Wars stole from. Yes. <laughs> gotcha. That's, that's what I was trying to go for. Exactly. Okay. Oh, dear. Yeah, so we've got part two of that coming out. Part one is now up on uh, Netflix. The things okay. I am looking forward to is uh, Driveway Dolls of the Coen brothers. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Pedro Pascal is in that. Yeah, that could be fun. Pedro Pascal, have you seen how many movies he's been casted in and TV shows lately? That confirmed uh, for Fantastic Four. Yes, that's right. Like, that happened today, right? Uh, you know, the man, the man is everywhere and cannot do wrong at this, this moment. Is he is, this is the way. He's so fucking hot right now. Bad Boys 4. It's so, but you know what the, the sequel that's worrying me the most? And I, I, I probably will go see it. The first movie scarred me, but Inside Out, the Pixar movie, the sequel comes out this yeah. year. And that movie scarred the shit. The first one scarred me so bad. I, I, I haven't watched it in its entirety since. So <laughs> I just thought it was a little bit too on the nose. Uh, so, But uh, I'll be curious to see. I mean, the movie, the reason why it, it, it affected me so is because they actually really kind of captured childhood in a very abstract but very meaningful way um so i i hope that the second one does the first one justice i don't know if it will so but you know pixar is hit pixar is usually more hit than miss the last year might have been an anomaly so did you see the trailer yet for monkey man I have, and yes, that was actually on our watch list. We we it shot straight to the top, so absolutely. What do you think of it? I'm in. I'm so in. Oh my god, yes, absolutely. Um, Eli Roth has a movie coming out this year. It's called uh, Borderlands. So I'm hope and it stars Kate Blanchett, but unfortunately, it also stars Kevin Hart. Um, so I don't know, but um. And but my boy Jack Black is also in it, so I don't know. And Jamie Lee Curtis, I mean, it's got a huge cast, so I don't know. Uh, oh, and Jessica Schwartz in it too, according to this. Holy crap! So I knew he had a movie coming in, though it was that big. So I don't know. I I love almost seeing Eli Roth is done. The only one I didn't like was Knock Knock. I don't know why, because I saw the the movie that it's based on after it, uh, Death Trap, and it's a. And that movie is really Death good. Game. Or Death Game. Yes, thank you. It is Death Game, not Death Trap. Death Trap is the, uh, uh, Superman <laughs> making out with Michael Caine. <laughs> That's a different movie. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but, uh, yeah, 
I, I, but so I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. It's nice to see that he's uh, behind on directing again, but unfortunately, so is Kevin Costner. He's also directing again this year. Uh, so I don't know what to feel about that. He's, uh, no, <laughs> we'll have to, what is his movie? Horizon, an American saga, chapter two. Is this a sequel? Have you heard of this? Either one of you? Not, no. Mm-mm. I have no idea what the fuck that is. Um, so, oh, and of course, the Beetlejuice uh, sequel is coming out, and I'm nervous <laughs> as fuck about that. I am so fucking nervous about that one. Like, Beetlejuice is a very important film in my life, and, you know, I, <laughs> I'm i glad that a lot of the people came back for it. That's cool. And, you know, it's going to have William Dafoe in it. Um, that immediately gives it a half star you know, to have William Defoe in any of your films. Uh, but I'm nervous as fuck about it. Tim Burton isn't the director he used to be. Uh, even though he, I think as a producer, he's knocking it out of the fucking park. Uh, Wednesday, I'm so looking forward to the Wednesday uh, TV series coming back, and they did confirm a spring shoot for it. So here's here. The, so that's about to roll. So I'm happy to hear to about that but um they're also doing a remake of a, the bleakest horror film i have ever seen <laughs> they're making an american remake for it which is weird because most of it's in english because that's the, the, the language that the couples know that to speak to each other and it's called speak no evil have you seen this aaron it is it is the most depressing horror film you'll ever see and that's saying a lot it, oh, it, it, no. it, yeah um speak no evil it's about a happy uh, family, a wife, and a, a husband, and a, and a girl, and they go to uh, Holland, and they have a they meet up with this da- uh, they're Danish, and they meet up with the Dutch couple who invites them back to their house in a year's time. So they come out and come visit, and then um, they have a really, really, really depressed bro- son that doesn't talk, and and it's it's very like you don't you know it's like day in the life kind of stuff you know they're talking to each other but there's there's something's just not quite right and it gets more dark and more dark i won't go any farther into it because that'd be total spoilers but it is absolutely depressing and horrid what happens in this movie and um they made an american remake of it um it's kind of like funny games for me the first funny games is great and so is the second movie, but they're hard watches unto themselves because they are so brutal, even though they're well crafted. So I I kind of feel like it might be that. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to see it or not, but it it exists. <laughs> so you know the move the first movie was really really good. So. But yeah, and, it's 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 the feel bad flick of the year. <laughs> Oh my God! No, it it is it is going to. You're gonna to have to clean the palette by going to see Saw, which opens I think a week. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward new, to the new. I'm, I'm looking forward to the new Saw based solely on how good the last one was. So, uh, so um, I saw a trailer today for uh, a Quiet Place Day One. Oh, that's right. That's also Black coming shots. out this year. You think oh, maybe this uh, we'll check this out in the theater? Yeah, 
there are so many sequels this year. There's, you know, Terrifier 3 comes out around Christmas time as well, and I'm really looking forward to it. But there's we, also Ven- Venom is coming out the same week. So Venom and 3. And I'm looking forward like, to it. You, you speak, are. Speaking of the Terrifier crew, uh, Michael Levy, who is the uh, producer on Terrifier 2, he's directing a movie called uh, Stream that's coming out this year. And the cast is includes Jeffrey Combs, Daniel Harris, Tony Todd, Tim Reed, D. Wallace, Daniel Roebuck, Melissa Rose, Dave Sheridan, Mark Holton, and David Howard Thornton. So that's quite the collection of talent there. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talented people dropping stuff this coming year. Uh, Lee Wanell is dropping a Wolfman remake, and, you know, he did The Invisible Man a couple of years ago, which knocked it out of the park. Um, we also have movies from Jake Kasdan uh, and James Hawks. Uh, you also have um, Ridley Scott is doing Gladiator 2. Like, did we ask for that sequel? Did you ask for the Who asked for the sequel to Gladiator? Probably working on Titanic 2 right after that. Just, you know. Why? Why? You got me. <laughs> I, I, got I didn't me. like the first movie. The Transformer that- movies. Well, Transformer movies, I just kind of ignore them. They have their audience. Let them do their thing. You know, whatever. I, I, I am with the latter work of Ridley Scott. Yeah, but then we got Ridley Scott. This isn't an alien know. film. This is Prometheus. Oh, let a couple of years go by. It's totally an alien film. Shut up, dude. Oh, that's, oh, that's right. He totally backtracked, didn't he? I, I posted that article. Yeah, sure. <laughs> they meant to be that all along. We, we believe you, man. Now, now, I will say I did geek out for a moment, and I'm hoping that Levy is here when it, or I'm around her when they drops. But I saw the trailer, or actually the teaser for Moana 2, and I didn't expect to be as excited as I was for that trailer. So I, I actually am ho- hoping for the best with that. And uh, there's also Wicked Part 1. Why are they breaking Wicked up into two movies? We don't know, <laughs> but they are. Um, well, Who is you not know. going to have Lynn Manuel Miranda doing music, though? No, I kind of hard to imagine a Moana film without. I don't actually know who's doing the music for the new Moana a movie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to do some research. Uh, so, but yeah, no, they, he's not. But anyway, so that that's really it. Like those, that's almost all of it. There's some kind of. Lord of the Rings thing coming out. I don't know what that is. Everyone over on the OneRing.net is is crazy about Lord of the Rings returning to the theater. It's the War of the Rohim. What is that? I actually, I usually, I I usually know all things Lord of the Rings. I mean, I have a Lord of the Rings shelf. Like I I have every version of Lord of the Rings in print and media that exists, and I didn't know. The people I didn't know of about this Rohan, movie. the writers of Rohan. Is it the writers of Rohan? Rohan, okay. Rohan, yes. exactly. Yeah, they're yeah. they're the Rohim. Yeah, I and, know who uh, they are. It's Brian Cox and Miranda Otto. And oh, Miranda Otto's playing her same role. Cool. It's an animated prequel. Oh. That, yeah. So we'll see. It's animated. Uh, it, it, it's going to be about Helm Hammerhand who was the legendary king of Rohan. 
I know all about that story. Okay, now I'm suddenly changing my that. Now that you told me, I'm actually suddenly interested. But I'm just yeah. It's about 183 years before Two Towers. I I am actually ashamed of myself that I didn't know. Like I, 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 I almost always know when there's a Lord of the Rings movie coming out. When I found out there was one, I was like, what? So, well, you know. you know, people have been kind of uh, – when I say people, you know I mean hardcore nerds, right? Uh, the people <laughs> over at the TheOneRing.net uh, weren't uniformly happy with the series uh, that Jeff Bezos put out, which is kind of weird because, I mean, there is no motherfucker on the planet that looks more like Smeagol slash Gollum, you know, but that's cool, whatever. Um, I – liked what they did with the series, but um, uh, people are all, you know, this is the rightful return of the Lord of the Rings to theaters. So it's it's got a built-in audience. It's going to probably have a nice opening. It's going to have a lot of horses. (laughs) It'll have a lot of horses. Yeah, I mean... We're also getting another uh, prequel uh, from Disney. We're getting uh, Mufasa. The Lion, Lion King. King movie. Yeah, I heard about that. And yeah. there's also... Um, oh, CG. Hooray. Yeah, Christmas is full of, like, Sonic the Hedgehog 3 comes out for Christmas time. And there's yeah. another Karate Kid movie, which is an offset of the TV series? I'm not sure. But it says it's an official kid movie. So, And Ralph Macchio's mm. in it. So is Jackie Chan. I don't know what that means, but we'll find out. <laughs> So, uh, so that's it. I that's love really... Jackie Chan doing voice work for uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He was so good in that. Oh, you know how much I loved that movie. I thought the movie was fantastic. So, so actually, that was pretty fucking cov- a thorough coverage of this year's uh, movie list. And that Upcoming. was just the main. Yeah, that that the main that was just the mainstream films. There's so many films on Shutter that I don't know about yet. Like Nathan said, some of them won't be like last year. Unwelcome. I didn't know about that movie till right before the end of the year, and it ended up shooting up to the top uh, top of my list. Uh, so I didn't even know it existed, and all of a sudden I was like, "Whoa, this movie is good!" And it was so good, I made Nathan watch it the next day after with it. Well, I oh right, on. yeah, it was great. It. Yeah, cool. yeah. So I didn't make him, but I was like, "You have to see this movie. It's really good." Uh, so and once again, it's a fairy tale. I think you and uh, uh, Nat will both love it. Um, it's right. really good. So unwelcome. I'm still recommending that one highly. That's the as the top of the you want to list the top tens last episode. Uh, but that uh, movie I'm I mean, write that's it down one of again. The, yeah, that's one of the few that I'm encouraging because it's gonna fall under the radar. So I want to make sure uh-huh. people say it. So anyway. So, All right. Uh, there's two uh, movies we should mention coming up as well. Uh, just really briefly. Uh, there's oh heck, I'm gonna blank on his name um the the south korean director uh jong gosh darn it yeah i'm gonna blank um which one but um uh, the one who did parasite bong joon ho uh, b- b- yeah bong joon ho right. oh he's got one coming out uh based on a sci-fi novel mickey seven and robert pattinson is in that one um and then also we have uh, the the last film in the trilogy, Spider Man Beyond the Spider Verse. And is that uh, coming out this year? To, it was supposed to be end of March. It's now TBD. 
That's what I said. I thought it was pulled off the roster, so I haven't seen an update on that. Um, but maybe oh, they're pushing I, I think it we're still thinking it's going to be 24, though, 2024. Okay, well, I hope so, because I, I haven't mm-hmm. heard. It, it suddenly went really, really quiet. I did leave two off the list that I should also remember, remind people of, of whether they like it. Despicable Me 4, ha, 4 movies. Ha. And there's also yep. a, a Beverly Hills Cop movie coming out. Not that I'm, like, <laughs> wanting you to know that to go see it. Just be aware it exists so you can hide. Uh, so. <laughs> I'd go see that before I'd go see another Bad Boys. Uh, you know, it's got Kevin Bacon in it. So, you know, if you can get, like, six it, – it'll, it'll cover your, uh, your six degrees of Kevin Bacon movie quite well. <laughs> so – uh, <laughs> but anyway, so that's is there anything, uh, Nathan, that you want to add before we like sign off for the night? Um, were we going to talk about the uh, Valentine's Day movie? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, of course we are. We can do that. You want to lead off? Change sure. You, you you told me we wanted Nick. to talk about some uh, romantic horror, yeah. and some some couples in horror, and, and traditions too. Like I also Nathan. Do you want to join us, Aaron, on this journey? We're going to get Valentine. Yeah. I, I got some romantic movies for you. Yeah, let's, let's change subjects. But I did want to mention that last weekend, Joe Bob had his return for 2024 for Valentine's Day, and it was a fantastic double feature. It was Freeway, and why am I blanking the second film? Nathan, what's the second film? I liked it. Why mm-hmm. am I blanking it? Oh, my God, I totally blanked it. Like, on air. What was the second film? If you hadn't asked me, I could have told you. <laughs> <laughs> why, why Why? did you do that to me? I don't know. Oh, I Bamp. Bamp. Bamp, that's right. The 80s film. That, Bamp that, with Grace that, Jones. Oh, right. That was, yeah, that was it. Why did I? I thought I, you were like, saying the Bamp while you thought about it. No, no. Once again, I, I find Bamp to be completely and utterly forgettable. I always forget that film as soon Aww. as I watch it. I don't know why. It just it works with Joe Bob too. Even though it was glad to have Joe Bob back and Darcy mm-hmm. and 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 their cute little like bearded dragon and all that stuff. So that was cool to see them. So that's and that's become a, a, a Valentine's tradition for me is to watch the Joe Bob. But then again. Joe Bob's seasonal stuff, I think, is a tradition for most of us horror geeks. And Darcy's vamp cosplay was on point. It was pretty good. And mm, so yeah. I liked her little Red Riding Hood cosplay, too. And Freeway is an awesome movie. And it's not really, I wouldn't call it a Valentine's Day movie, but um, it's a pretty darn good film. So I enjoyed watching that again. It's been a while. Uh, so. You said, Aaron, that you have some romantic comedy. You probably are better at the romantic comedies than I am. I have a very low tolerance for them. Um, I'm not good with uh, sitcoms, and I do rom-coms, you know, kind of sporadically, but I I have a few things, and most of them are kind of weird. Harold and Maude. Well, that's my favorite. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Uh, I I just uh, DVR'd it off TCM the other night, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and watching that with Natalie again. Uh, I think we've probably seen it three or four times already. Um, one of my absolute favorites is uh, Stairway to Heaven, which is also known as A Matter of Life and Death, <laughs> 1947. 
and uh, that's the old Ely Studios comedies era, and um, it, it's a wonderful fa- romantic fantasy film. Uh, this World War II British pilot, uh, his plane is shot all to hell. Uh, everyone else in, in, in his plane is dead. He's a uh, He's trying to bring it in, and he's talking to a, a, an American service woman who's manning the radio. And uh, in their brief little flight, they fall in love. But the angel that's sent to pick up his soul misses him in that damn English bug. <laughs> and uh, because they're in love, a battle, a legal battle in heaven ensues. Or does it? Is it all in his mind? And it's just freaking charming as all hell. Can't recommend that one enough. If you've and it's called what again? Uh, Stairway to Heaven, I think, is what it was released as here in the States, A Matter of Life and Death, 1947. Okay. And um, gosh darn, I'm trying to remember the name of the actor. Uh, he played the original Jewel Thief in... Um, the Pink Panther, uh, little mustache, so charming and debonair, hosted the Oscars <laughs> when the uh, the streaker went going. You see how my brain works. David Niven. David, David Niven stars. <laughs> I well, I, I it, was the, it was the nudity brain. that brought it back. <laughs> I guess so. Oh, he was he was so hilarious. Do you all remember that at the Oscars? Mm. Oh, of course. Uh, a of course. streaker came running out, <laughs> flipped the peace sign. And then he said something about a uh, poor chap uh, having to, to show everyone his shortcomings. And he got practically a standing ovation, roaring laughter. I mean, just, you know, off the top of his uh, head like that. Um, I think we the should bring streaking back. Uh, I, I was told at the Super Bowl there was a streaker. Was there? It, it, hit, it hit social media. Everyone was going... Uh, show the the streak for you, damn cowards! I, I don't know if it really happened, but what? <laughs> Go ahead. Um, the other one that I know you y'all know is Only Lovers Left Alive, Jim Jarmusch's mm-hmm. film, 2013. Um, that's one of my all-time favorites. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, time after time, 1979. I have all. That's uh, one of my all-time favorites. I love that right movie so on. much. David Warner, Malcolm McDowell, and Mary mm-hmm. version and their and and it's 1970s San Francisco, the San Francisco I grew up yeah. in, and it, it's so good that way. And so, I saw it on a big screen recently, and it still holds up. I mean, I know it's 79, and I know it's kind of dated in settings and clothes and da da da, but damn, that 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 puppy moves. Well, and it kind of works, though, as a period, like a time capsule of, of, of the type of film it is and when it was shot, which is kind of interesting that it ended up doing that. Well said. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I also have on my list the Zom Rom-Com, Shaun of the Dead, which is a romance, but also maybe more of a bromance, but it all works. It, it's one of my absolute favorites. Um, Natalie and I uh, definitely are fans of Tangled. We had a, a really nice date night and uh, saw the film in a preview on the Disney Studio lot. Oh, nice. Um, <coughs> Bram Stoker's Dracula 
is a very romantic film. Dude, yeah. has there has there ever been a better come online than I have crossed oceans of time to find you? I mean, come on. <laughs> Gary Oldman said he wanted to do the film just so he could say that line. Right? He did? <laughs> wow, that's he cool. Did that. Oh my gosh, that's cool. So, <laughs> uh, Let's see. Little Shop of Horrors. Not Not a happy romantic movie, but still, you know, Audrey and, and Seymour, it's, it's, it's romantic. I would throw that on there. Um, Wings of Desire is a, a, a big one. Yeah. A lot of people like that movie. So. And uh, it's, it's part of uh, Natalie's and my uh, history, uh, romantic history movie. It's one of the first things I, I took her to in an art house thing. And so it's got lots of good memories aside from the film itself, but the film itself is pretty great. And uh, let's see, what else do I have here? Oh, I've, I've got Deadpool, which is a romance, goddammit, even though it's a comedy action weird thing. And then I have, um, I have a couple things, a uh, special mention, Candyman, which not really a romance, but goddamn, does he play a romantic figure to the hilt. So I, I kind of got to throw that one up there. And then Mandy, the romance drives yeah. everything through it, but it's a revenge film more than it's a romance. But the, without the romance, there's nothing there. So that gets an honorable mention for me. If, if, we're, if we're going for the revenge film fueled by romance, I'm throwing the abominable Dr. Fives in there. Right on. I actually saw that on some people's lists. Well, and then you could also include Phantom of the Opera as a toxic oh, relationship, right? Uh, and a modern and film And Phantom like of the that. Paradise. Uh, and then there's also that kaiju movie called Colossus, which is also a real, uh, is actually a relationship movie. Um, so that would be a good choice for Valentine's Day. And it has a kaiju. So it Have, actually has two kaiju. Even better. Yeah, I actually need to see that all the way through. I haven't actually finished the movie. So uh, I wanted Have to mention... Have you seen Spring? Yes. Because I, I saw that on a lot of people's list. I, I, I don't love Spring as much as some people do, but I do think it's really... It, it, the, the atmosphere is nice. It's a very cool location. Okay. So um, you might like it, actually. It, it, it's definitely hmm. got some intriguing historical stuff going on. Like I said, the setting is gorgeous. Um, the Belay Brothers dropped a list of films to watch during Valentine's Day. And yes. I thought the list was kind of interesting. Uh, Lair of the White Worm from 1988. Okay. And uh, The Love Witch from 2016. Yes, yes, and more yes. If you want to say that's a great Valentine's Day film. Um, Midsummer, which I know will be a, a hit and miss for that, but it is about a, a couple. Like, it's about a relationship. So it, it hmm. does count if you think about it. Um, Let the Right One In from 2008, not the American remake. Um, mm. And then and then they bring up the rear with uh, Bride of Chucky. So that's a pretty good one. All right. Yeah. I, I had a few I wanted to bring in there. And actually, I was, think, I was thinking about my favorite couples in horror movies. And there is, are very few healthy relationships. In horror movies, and Chucky and Tiffany were right there at the top of my list. They were right there with like Mickey and Mallory. But um, <laughs> some of some of my favorite couples from horror movies, 
May and Colton from Near Dark. Like, hmm. That's a great Romeo and Juliet story right there. Yeah. Like wrapped in my favorite horror movie. I'm not a horror movie, my favorite vampire movie of all time. Um, one we recently saw, My Animal, it's not a happy couple, but it really shows that teenage love is tearing my world apart thing really mm. vividly. Actually, it was a pretty good movie, like a coming-of-age film from last year. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there's werewolves. So, you know. We have, Kurt and, we have Kurt and Julie from Return of the Living Dead 3. Yeah. That is definitely a romantic movie, as is Nightbreed. Boone yeah. and Lori, that's that really leans into the love conquers all thing, yeah, man. Both of those no are couple centric films for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I would see any of those films over Titanic any day. You yep. know, so what else um, you got? Secretary. <laughs> mm. I gotta throw that one out there. Uh, that's just a naughty movie. Well, yeah, it is. but um, <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's Day kind of tends to be a naughty holiday, you know. Yeah, I mean, there are, what? What? Okay, so let's go steamy for a moment. What's no? And let me let me throw one. Let me throw one more out okay, before we go okay. steamy. Just okay. one more because I have the cutest couple in the history of horror movies. Oh. That is Lionel and Paquita from Dead Alive. Oh, they. <laughs> And they and they love each other. They actually uh-huh. do. Yeah, actually, they are the cutest couple point. ever in horror. They're definitely better than Shelley Duvall and Jack Nicholson. Oh, uh, sure. <laughs> I, I actually forgot to mention um, Adam's Family Values because Morticia oh. and Gomez are the ultimate for me horror adjacent couple. Oh, and they are positive. They are definitely sex positive and, 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 and mm-hmm. everything all That's the way a, around. They're a perfect segue into the steamy right there. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> Morticia, you know, I, I, I wanted to be her growing up. So I or, still do. I mean, look at her. I mean, she's amazing. Yeah. So, so do we have some steamy titles? We'd like to recommend our listeners, like, you know, we obviously mentioned Secretary. Um, you know, a lot of people sure. go, go straight for nine and a half weeks, which I've always found a little overrated and not really, like, Secretary is more representative of that lifestyle than nine and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. Was. So, Great what do we got? Um, oh, I would yeah. recommend Two Moon Junction. Oh, yeah, definitely. Return to Two Moon Junction is good, too. Oh, I haven't seen that. Uh, Mindy Clark from Return of the Living Dead 3 stars in that oh, one. Oh, on. Yep. You guys are good. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, how about Demon Lover? Nice. Yeah, that, that one always comes up on anti-Valentine's Day lists, you know, and it kind of is. <laughs> so. We're going to go steamy. At, hmm. I don't know how steamy it is. Kind of a more smoldering, but the hunger. Well, that no, oh, yeah. that would count. Yeah. It's smoldering, and it is a it is about relationships. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, so there's that going on. And getting old, I probably relate to that movie. The older I get, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, body you know, heat. Body heat. Do we really like body heat, though? I mean, it's okay. I mean, hmm. 
Do we actually like it, or are we told that we should like it? I haven't figured it's that one out. It's been a while. I might have to say, well, well I, I adored the work of William Hurt. God rest him gentle. May his memory be a blessing. Uh, so I, I pretty much loved him in everything I ever saw. And I, he was pretty great in that. Um, well, my my former mother-in-law, your 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 uh, you know form your aunt, right? Uh-huh. She was huge William Hurt fan, like like heartthrob level her, <laughs> fan mm-hmm. of William Hurt. And her favorite film by him was Children of a Lesser God. She absolutely loved that oh. movie. She thought that was one that of that was a very romantic movie. movie. Yeah, very absolutely one of the most romantic uh, films ever, according to she. Oh, absolutely. So. Absolutely. I got an earring uh, after I saw William Hurt in The Big Chill. <laughs> I said, nice. damn, that guy's cool. And then I went and got an earring. Uh, Natalie uh, has suggested uh, Henry and June for our steamy Oh, list. yeah. Henry and June. That's got Steve Buscemi in it, too. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey's also in it. So there's going to be some issues <laughs> with that. But most of it's good. Mulholland Drive has some serious steamy in it Yes it does Yeah well absolutely And that's actually my favorite Lynch movie So uh, you know Oh wow Yeah uh, I I don't know why I like that one There's there's something about the logic That makes more sense to me In that movie than in some of his other films I know that's a weird thing to say But you know it, 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 Can you imagine it, that that was going to be a TV series or, or a couple TV movies and he cut it into a movie? That still blows my mind to think about that. Well, you know, after seeing the, the Twin Peaks revival, maybe. <laughs> you know, <laughs> some of that was pretty abstract. So, uh, mm. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. How about, you, you want to go steamy. How about you mentioned it earlier? As the uh, movie that Eli Roth remade as uh, TikTok, how about Death Game? Oh, Death Game's awesome, and that, it, it mm-hmm. stars it stars Clint Eastwood's uh, ex-wife, uh, and she's really yeah. Well, you know, you know which one I was. Well, I can't think of her name right now. You think I would be way better about this? I am maybe it. Can see her face though. Yeah. Um, she was in Outlaw Josie Wales, and she was in Bronco Billy. I mean, mm-hmm. she was she was one of the hottest people um, uh, at the time, and she did Death Game, and it takes place in uh, uh, in Marin County of all places. Aaron, it's really funny to see all the the it lit like Tiburon, like the really upper scale area of San Francisco. <laughs> Not that no one can afford to live anywhere, but you really can't afford to live there. <laughs> um, you know, so. Uh, uh, and it, I don't know what, like I said, it, it like, it is not like the, the, the Eli Roth movie is not good, like not good at all. And maybe it has to, a lot to do that Keanu Reeves is the star, but I love Keanu Reeves. Sandra Locke, Ooh. that's her name. Sandra Locke. I don't know. Sandra. I'm locked, blanking her name, but I could not <laughs> remember Sandra Locke. But Sandra Locke stars in it. And I do recommend that. So I saw that movie. Uh, on the big screen when it got just before it's re-release um, at uh, Exhumed Film Festival a couple of years back. Oh. Um, and, I, and I was so impressed with it. And then, like, for some reason, uh, you know, the, the, 
I still don't understand why Knock Knock is not. It, it's the same story, and it's just not good. It just doesn't work. Huh. So I don't know why. Maybe maybe you can watch them together and figure that out. I mean, I wouldn't do that. Wish that. That would you. be but, a great you know. double. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I have one for you. Okay. I have you uh, a steamy one for you. We haven't mentioned yet. Bound by the White Castle. Oh Chelsea. man. I love Bound. Bound is yeah. so good. Dude, Jennifer Tilly and Gina Gershon. That, oh. mm-hmm. Gina, mm-hmm. I, I, to, I told you both that I got to see Gina Gershon live in Cabaret at Sally Bowles on Broadway. Um, right on. And uh, the, the poster was, was amazing for her run. And then they replaced her with Molly Ringwald. Not the same. Oh, my God. No. Weird. Not Segway. even... Yeah, it was like completely different people, different performances. It made no sense. But Gina Gerson, people didn't know. She actually has singing chops. She's actually classically trained. Uh, and so, they, you know, that, that show is also pretty hot, too, because they're all wearing vintage 1940s underwear all through the film, all through the, the oh, Broadway man. show. So it's, it's really, really cool. So Gina Gerson, yes, because I even like Showgirls. I have a soft spot for that film. I know it's not great, but Regina Gershon is gorgeous in that movie. And we have this oh, poster from Nigeria, or is it Ghana? No, from Ghana. Ghana. We have this, yeah, we have this poster from Ghana they did of, of, of Showgirls. You know, they, don't, they only do it from stills. They, they actually don't know what the movies right. are about. They've um, never seen and, it. And everything was shots from the film with guns in their hands, but there was one <laughs> shot of Regina Gershon when she's topless at the top of the rock. In the lower corner, someone had drove, drew, drew her to photorealism. <laughs> like, That's amazing. Totally realistic. The rest, the rest of it is just scenes from the movie with guns at it. Guns, yeah. It, it, it's, it's, I have to scan it and show it to you. It's a brilliant I want to see that poster. movie. Yeah. <laughs> I love the posters of Ghana. I, I, I unironically love how weird oh. and fun and cool they are. They're great. We saw an exhibit last year around Halloween, and it was oh, just phenomenally jealous. good. I actually carry so around jealous. Deadly – the company is called Deadly Prey. You can find them on the web. I actually carry around their card in my concert bag so I don't forget their name. So if I can ever have a spare $300, $400, I can purchase one of the actual tapestries. Mm. But not yet. Why don't we just you know make a weekend go there and buy a bunch of posters? The Boogie Nights one might be my favorite. (laughs) It's just got uh, you know Dirk Diggler standing there with like giant erect ten foot schlong with an alien xenomorph (laughs) swinging off it. Holy crap! It's amazing. (laughs) It is. It truly is. Um, But by the way, that movie is also good Valentine's Day father and pretty steamy. So, Don't you? Oh, Although yes. that that silly silly pool scene. Oh uh, well, you know, it, I, it's better than Magnolia. So <laughs> <laughs> I like Boogie Nights. I'm not a huge fan of Magnolia. I, I think Magnolia was you watch it once, it's good, but it, it really doesn't have anything to hold you on. Boogie Nights I've seen multiple times, and you know, he, it introduced me to Heather Graham, who was suitable flesh. Yes. Which is a Lovecraftian identity film, and that would also be an excellent like 
side horror Valentine's Ooh. Day because of, of the leads in it. Barbara Crampton's also in it, who is amazing. Yay. I would recommend Suitable Flesh, you know, get some Lovecraft on. Yeah. So. Yeah. Most of the filmography of Jess Franco gets pretty steamy. Heck, I even produced a film called uh, The Call Girl of Cthulhu. That's a good right. uh, uh, Valentine's Day movie. Go watch that. <laughs> Shameless flex. But it's uh, uh, <laughs> having technical difficulties. Um, is there anything else though? Like, like we we have traditions like you know like we said we usually don't celebrate on the holiday either his birthday or sometimes in the in the end of the month, which we're also celebrating at the end of the month this year too. Um, but uh, I my favorite part is discount candy for Valentine's Day because you know tomorrow <laughs> all the candy goes on sale and it actually yeah. is prices you can afford and I just ran out of York peppermint panties from Christmas so I need to go replace those and a little, a little tip for any anyone who is a diabetic or in a relationship with a diabetic or just can't handle sugar for any reason the Whitman's sugar-free heart sampler is the best mix of of sugar-free chocolates that there is. It's better than the Whitman sampler, any of the Russell Stover samplers. That specific one has the best mix of any of them. Mm. Little tip. Uh, she's right. I'm always looking for those. So, uh, Also, there's a company called Nuts.com, and they also have a larger way of sugar-free bulk uh, food uh, snacks. So I got some sugar-free pretzels from them for Christmas this year, and they do, and they do uh, free 24-hour shipping. Yeah. If you, need, if you need chocolate pretzels now, you get your chocolate pretzels. And don't we all? But it is. Yes. It is however, it was not 24 hours. It was like more like a day and a half. But that's okay. <laughs> I'm still forgive them for that. You know, it's fine. I'm married to a teacher, so she brings home. Or half her weight in chocolate, but oh, uh, sure. I was really tempted with the strawberry yogurt co- covered pretzels. Came really close to dropping oh. the dime on those. Well, I'm actually uh, about to go on a diet. Yay! Woo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like you yeah. know, here we go. And uh, I actually started doing um, yoga. We need to be more frequent with it, but uh, starting to do this odd yoga thing which is DDP diamond, yoga Woo! diamond dallas Page, <laughs> the wrestler he does this like yoga thing online and uh so we're starting to do that and it helps now, nathan when it get off his crutches i'm gonna i'm gonna t- the problem oh. i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a testimonial here um <laughs> but people here of yoga created by a professional wrestler that's stupid but they've they've got a program there there's the regular DDP yoga program, which is it's a mixture of isometrics, yoga, old school calisthenic thing. It's it's a, okay. actually a really good workout. He he developed it after he'd broken his back in the ring, mm. and his his wife was a yoga instructor, and he noticed that a lot of the things that he was doing in physical therapy were very similar to some of the moves she was doing in yoga. So it it kind of mixes all together, and but they've got another program called uh, DDP Yoga Rebuild which is designed for people who either have mobility issues or 
are just so out of shape they can't do the regular workouts, whatever. And after my botched back surgery, when I was in such bad shape, DDP rebuild is is I credit for being the reason I can walk now. Like it is wow. good stuff. I swear by it. I swear by this huh. program. And like I can, we've been doing it like three weeks. And we're, we're doing it in preparation for the trip because there's going to be a lot of walking on WrestleMania weekend. And I can already mm-hmm. feel myself balancing better. And, yeah, it's, it, really, it really does work. So anyone who wants and, to try something, and it's aside from, you know, you might need a little padding when you're putting weight on a, you know, a joint or something, it is zero impact on your joints. Mm. So if you've got bad knees, you've got you know, a bad elbow, something like that, you can modify this to where it is not going to injure you. So it's a, I, it's do, a, go I do have an injury, I was saying, on my right elbow, and I fell and ate it on as I tripped over a uh, witch's broom on Halloween. Um, and I have not oh, been the same. Isn't it ironic, not, don't you think? I have not been the same since, but I will tell you, I am actually feeling improvement in that arm. Uh, so I know it's doing something. Uh, I, I, and it's kind of like this odd combination of Tai Chi and, and yoga. And he's changed all the names of the yoga poses, which is kind of funny. Like some of them are still Uh the same, like down dog. He is a down dog, but like, you know, he he calls a lot of them are wrestling related. Yeah. Like kickouts and diamond cutters. (laughs) (laughs) If if you're if you're on your back, you're in pinfall position, (laughs) like stuff like that. Not what that is, you know. You know, but then he uses Uh, cat arch and cat, uh, you know, which is actually a move. You know, it's all it's 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 it's. I actually bring it up because I actually think that couples that exercise together um, have often developed really good bonds. So it's a very positive thing to do with a couple. Uh, so, you know, don't just listen. You know, you're listening to a podcast. Great time to exercise. So, mm. you know, do, you know listen yeah. to our show and do some exercises, you know. And yeah, all yeah. You know, um, but I think we should wrap this up tonight. Would we have any cool. final thoughts before we go? Aaron, the floor is yours. Let's go. You go first. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to the rest of the year with y'all, uh, getting into it and uh, doing nerdy things and uh, hopefully uh, maybe even a little uh, live witchy thing that we talked about somewhere in uh, the southwest. Uh, that would be damn cool. I was thinking, but you know this is a long ways off, and I've just a lot of money going to see the the eclipse of the sun, but. Uh, if we're going to mm. stick to the southwest, how about Carlsbad Caverns? Cool as fuck. I've never been. That's You know, I work there. I know. <laughs> it's a walk. It would have You'd have to train for it. Um, it's downhill okay. at a 40, 40% grade to walk into the cave. However, you can bypass that and take an elevator 372 feet below the surface. And the floor is actually wheelchair accessible even uh, in places. Uh. Not everything, because it's a fucking cave. There are spots you can't get a wheelchair into. But this cave has been, you know, it's got the perfect trails, and they're all handrailed. 
Um, and it's it's good for anybody to go see this place. And, and absolutely, it's like the Grand Canyon. you got to see it once. But I was thinking maybe that might be, I don't know if I can do it this year, but maybe, maybe. We'll, we'll have to talk about that. But Carl's Lake Cavern, okay. I, I know how to do it. I know the people there. <laughs> I used to work there. Um, it's it's not, and it's it's actually a bus. Uh, the bus ride on ten is not terrible. I've actually done it a couple of times. I've taken the Greyhound from Carlsbad to uh, L.A. So, cool. uh, yeah, I've done that ride. It's long, but I've done it. <laughs> so once upon a time when I was poor, <laughs> I, I was on a government salary in the middle of nowhere, young gothy but park ranger living underground talking to bats i still do some of those things <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like a blast to me yeah so anyway um we'll talk about that later but more importantly though i i do want to like i'm looking forward to going to see the total eclipse of the sun i did get to see the one seven years ago in charleston but it was slightly overcast, not enough to stop the actual uh, – it thinned out right in time for the um, eclipse, uh, for totality. But it mm. was a little bit overcast most of the day. Um, I'm really nervous because Niagara Falls in April, it can be go either way. It's on the shoulder season. It's not even full, they're not even at full, full tourist season yet up there. I mean, they will be for that weekend. Uh, it's actually uh-huh. one of the reasons why we're going to go to the we bought that ticket for the drive-in to ensure we have somewhere to go because even if we didn't make it to the transit drive-in because it's like 30 minutes away we have that ticket so if all else fails we can you know make it there in time and it's not till totality isn't until like two or three o'clock in the afternoon uh so that's kind of awesome so that's the thing i'm looking forward most to this year is to see the because it's also right now they're having record flares um on the sun so the supposedly this is going to be one of the most spectacular total eclipses of the sun mm-hmm. in and it's going to be the last one in our lifetimes in the united states and this one's running all the way across the united states uh, you, there's places in Texas getting totality. There's places like we're going to be up in Canada. They're getting totality. It's running all the way across. There are places in Pennsylvania getting totality, and it's om- at at its peak. It's going to be four minutes, but most people will get it for about three and a half. That is a long ass eclipse. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a spectacular show. So go, you can go find a line. Uh, unfortunately, LA is very far from is, is from the eclipse yeah. you're going to get. Uh, but the East Coast has got this huge party happening, <laughs> and I have seen I have seen a lot of like things pop up, like kind of kayaking trips in South Carolina. There's there's just people are just throwing it down. All the nerds are like, "Yay, show!" I did see a shirt I wanted. <laughs> um, there's one that said twice it has it has a total eclipse of the sun. And inside of it, it says twice in a lifetime. I want that shirt. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping that will happen twice in a lifetime. But it will never happen again in my lifetime. So this is it. Go see it. <laughs> and geology growing up. So, you know, the sun, totally, I don't know why people wouldn't want to see something this cool. You know, there's a lot of people that don't mm-hmm. care, you know, but, you know, 
I care. That's what matters to me in this case. I've been planning this trip for a while. And it's Niagara Falls. So I'm gonna we're gonna do reports back about the all the walkthroughs and dark rides that are up there. We're gonna pick one or both of those. They have the largest indoor mini golf course in the what? country, and they also have next to it the largest mini golf course in Canada and the lar- one of the largest in the country, and it has full size dinosaurs. Um, so all that's in walking distance of each other. Uh, I found where the poteen shop is, so we're going to give a review of poteen. Uh, I actually don't think I've ever actually eaten poteen in Canada. So this will be a first. So I was was thinking about it. I've been to the white spot, but those were just cheese fries. They weren't actually poteen. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, but the white spot is delicious. We had a, a poutine place in Los Angeles that was part of a, a very famous Canadian chain. And unfortunately, it didn't survive COVID. But the couple times that I went, it was really stinking good. Yeah, we're going to, because I think the place is called Smokes. Uh, we're probably going to go to the Skyline Tower at some point and go probably have brunch up there. And it is worth doing. Uh, it's right over Horseshoe Falls. So it's absolutely beautiful. Um, I've done it a couple of times. It's a must-see. And if you're going to, Go, and if you go eat, you don't have to pay for the ticket to the observation tower. Uh, that becomes oh, no. your waiting. That becomes your waiting uh, room while you're waiting for your table. So it's 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 awesome. Um, it's really pretty. Unfortunately, Man of the Mist will not be open, but Journey of the Falls will be. Um, but we'll go into a more detailed trip when we get the itinerary locked in. That'll be a later show. I will do a preview and a recap because that also that weekend is also WrestleMania. So that's another part of that trip. And we've got so much happening already. (laughs) So that's, that's going to be its own episode. Um, (coughs) So all that's coming up. Any final thoughts, Nathan, and then bring us home. Uh, Microphone. No, cannot hear you. No. Let's, let's talk about him. Nathan, he is the son of Solomon. <laughs> uh, hold on, let's see. I'm going to bring him back. Okay, hold on, hold on. It's spinning. Can you hear me, sir? <laughs> I can't hear you. Man, you've had gremlins tonight. What is, I mean, this, uh, I've always bitched about Blog Talk Sound. But this is absolutely the worst it's been in a long time. Remember, yes, last time I was on air, I couldn't. I had, yeah. I had to call into my own show. Do you remember that? I oh, do. Yeah. I mean now. So, yeah. Yay! Yay! All right, <laughs> let's let's get on, let's blow this popsicle stand. Bring us home, man. Man, my final thoughts were happy Valentine's Day to everybody listening. And I I know there's a lot of people with very different feelings about today. A lot of people love. Uh, Valentine's Day. A lot of people hate it. A lot of people are kind of indifferent to it. But the way I see it, in just in general in life, we often don't do it nearly enough. So use today as an opportunity, whether it's your significant other, whether it's your family, whether it's your close friends, use today just as an opportunity to tell the people you love that you love them. Make sure they know, and that's about all I have to say about it. Nice. Yeah, um, 
and um, I'm glad that we're here. And so our next show, if we have one, uh, is going to be probably, uh, we'll have to check, because one thing, uh, my evil genius might be in town auditioning for DeKalb School of the Arts, which is where Ooh. Donald Glover used to, uh, he's an alum of there. Uh, yeah, so uh, we applied and for visual arts, and we have an audition sometime that week. But um, I would say the 28th, and part of that is going to include a, a preview of Revolution, uh, the AEW pay-per-view in, in Greensboro, North Carolina, which is Sting's last match. He's retiring after this, which is, you know, the icon Sting is retiring. Mm-hmm. So, And Will Ospreay, one of my favorite wrestlers, is having his uh, AEW debut at that show. So it's going to be a great show. And we get to be there because uh, we have a friend that lives nearby, and we get to stay at their house when we go. So, you know, we save the couple oh, nice. And it's also very grateful for Margaret. We, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and so that will be next week. And, and, on, um, and on the way back, we are going to stop in my, as you called it, my ancestral hometown of Forest City, North Carolina, and eat at Smith's Drugs, which has and has been voted multiple times in multiple publications, the best pimento cheese in the South. Mm. Which is saying a lot. There's like a, this thing. I didn't even realize there was this thing until I moved down here about pimento cheese. But they're, they're serious about their pimento cheese here. Okay. And it's good. I like it. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> you, know, you know, it's a regional food. I love regional. It's like, you know, it's like Maryland yeah. crab. Here yep. it's uh, pimento cheese. Who knew? <laughs> so, you know, it's excellent. And boiled peanuts. I haven't had those yet, though. Um, but uh, I don't know if I want those. <laughs> but anyway, thank you, uh, my warlocks. My warlock, uh, Aaron, Orange County. When's your, what, uh, do you, will you have something for us at that time to recap? Or uh, uh, Yeah, if, if I can still score tickets to Gallifrey, I'll tell you. All about the uh, Doctor Who convention. Lovely. We don't cover Doctor Who enough on this on this show, and it is a fandom. I, I feel like we've neglected it quite a bit here. Mm. So, yeah, maybe. So, so maybe good get some Doctor Who in. Uh, Doctor Who loves so, um, and uh, we will uh, be back in two weeks. Uh, we're going to leave tonight with Guar because nothing says Valentine's Day more than Guar, <laughs> right? And, sure. uh, you know, it's called I Hate Love Song. And uh, thank mm-hmm. you all. Good night now. Blessed be good film hunting. And if you have any more recommend want any more recommendations, feel free to walk right on my Facebook page wall. I will always recommend a film. Just give me your parameters. We'll find something for you. Have a good evening. Good night now. <laughs>
Love to kill, to kill, to love to kill. Love. 